Everybody, RK here. It's Squeezer. And we're back with another episode of the Rad Years podcast. We hit it's you with, good to be back. It is good to be back. We hit you with a little romance last week. Um, I, I, it seemed to do well. Um, you know, got our, st- our same numbers. People enjoyed the, the posts I made on Instagram. Uh, I'm, I'm glad I'm not the only one that's like actually shed tears over Rolf not getting oh, the yeah. Valentine. Yeah, people were people were heartbroken over that post. But um <laughs> Yeah, it was interesting like the 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 feedback you get for the from the colognes to the Rolf to the Kelly Kapowski and um you know, everything in between uh singled out in included uh what people have to say about that on Instagram. We're close to um Shit, we're close to I think seven thousand followers Damn. on Instagram, and you know you guys are awesome. Um, all of you guys who listen to the podcast and follow us, it's strangely positive. Yeah, everyone's everyone likes basically what we have to say, and uh, because of that, we're gonna keep saying it. And um, before we get started tonight, Squeezer's got a bit of a news. Uh, yeah, uh, I mean, this news dropped a couple of weeks ago when we started when we came up with this episode. We're talking. Uh, uh, well, we can get further into details of it, but the title is what one hit wonder toys. Yeah, um, we can get into the details of what that means and maybe we bend the rules just to make some stuff fit. I think we stayed fairly close within the rules. Yeah, um, but there is a, a another toy line. Uh, very popular, started about 1993 in the U.S., if you want right. to roll the commercial. All right. It's the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers, teenage defenders of Earth. The Power Rangers are driven by the power of the ancient dinosaurs. Lately, evil space aliens have become a real safety hazard. Earth's only hope. The Power Rangers. Oh, yeah? No one can stop us. Just let them try. Okay. Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. Too hot to handle. Too hot to handle. Uh, so, for 25 years, going back to 1993, that, if you want to make yourself feel old right there. Okay. We're talking Jurassic Park. Um, Bandai had been producing um, all the Power Rangers toys. Um to great success. I mean, massive sales across the board on that. And I mean, they make... Great success. Great success. Um, well, after 25 years, that relationship has ended. And uh, they... Uh, Saban has moved on, and they have brought in a, sm- a little mom-and-pop uh, toy manufacturer you might um, you might have heard of in the news, uh, Hasbro. Oh, yeah, I've heard of them. Um, will now be producing uh, Power Rangers toys. Uh Bandai, though, however, will still be producing the, uh, what the hell is it in Japan, the Super Sentai or whatever, you know, the, the same thing, just not white kids when, you know, right. they shoot the, you know, soda fountain, soda shop scenes or whatever. Um, so they still have the Asian market over there, so they're not going anywhere. 
but I I don't know exactly what happened. I know there's a good relationship with uh, Sivan and Hasbro. Uh, like the CEOs are like you know their buddy buddy. They chomp cigars and talk about evil plans and shit on the side. Yeah. So maybe that had something to do with it. Um, but Hasbro's looking to really dive in, and it's interesting. One of the things I read in one of their articles was. Sure, you know, it's all, all the kids that they can sell toys to, but a big chunk of what they're looking to start doing now is all those people that are our age or maybe a little younger that grew up with Power Rangers now have that stupid disposable income. Right. So now they could start marketing more Power Ranger stuff to the adult collector. So start looking to see a lot of uh, high-priced uh not that Power Rangers were cheap to begin with back in the day, but more adult-oriented collector pieces uh, in the U.S. market from Hasbro. Can't wait. Um, so more garbage. Yeah. I don't know. There's some people who want that. I I would like the original Bandai stuff. I don't want Hasbro stuff. Yeah. Dude, dude they're expensive. I was going to try to buy one for the set, and I couldn't bring myself to do it. Right. Yeah, they are expensive. Uh, so, um, what we're talking about, not necessarily one hit wonders, we call it one hit wonders, but it's kind of duds, like toys that came out and a lot of them came out hot and just kind of failed to just really, you know, stick around, have staying power. Yeah. Some, some shouldn't have, I, I will point out, um, some confusingly died off and some, it makes sense. And I think the big thing above it all is just competition with all at least on my list, it's just going in the marketplace. That's just a monster, especially in like the mid eighties. Right. So my uh, first pick is, uh, well, it's kind of a mid nineties thing and, uh, you'll understand when I roll it. It came from the third dimension with its own brain, its own voice. Legs. There's only one problem. It needs your eyes. Virtual Boy. See it now in 3D. So uh, what I learned, uh, what I've been learning from doing uh, these, these podcasts for over a year now, a year and a half almost, is yeah. that they really didn't know how to make commercials in the 90s. No. This and ones I'll talk about later were really fucking creepy. This was about the virtual boy being a sentient robot that needs your eyes to survive. <laughs> we all know the punchline that is the virtual boy. Mm -hmm. uh, it was a, a hailed 32-bit stereoscopic 3D head-mounted... Uh, a video game that was the, um, supposed to be the bridge between Super Nintendo and Nintendo 64. Mm -hmm. It was released in North America in August of 95. And I think I got it in like March of, or February of 96 for like $20 <laughs> at KB Toy Store. It, uh, it quickly was canceled and liquidated uh, and they released it. The original release uh, cost was one seventy nine ninety five. Jesus. Yeah. For, that's a lot of money for something that didn't have a lot of support, even you know. Well, it was hard to program for, uh, obviously. Mm -hmm. uh, it was hard to watch. Um, 
there was uh, a couple cool games, but nothing really, you know. Mario Tennis was that the big one? Mario Tennis was what it was bundled with, uh, and yeah. to play this thing on the on the on the road. So I was trying to play it in my dad's suburban. We were driving places. Wait, while you're moving? Yeah, it didn't work. Jeez, that's what it was made <laughs> to do. Uh, you, you had to stuff about 400 AA batteries in the controller, and that's how it was powered. Uh, so you had Mario Tennis. There was a there was a pretty cool um, Wario Land game. Uh, there was the boxing game, uh, Telro Boxer, uh, Galactic Pinball, Red Alarm, uh, and a, a couple others that were just canceled. They're just like, "Fuck this! Don't make them. We're not. We're not doing this." The problem was like you stare at this red so long, it like depletes your rods and cones, <laughs> and you pull away, and your your vision's kind of fucked up. Uh, so. They experimented with a color LCD screen, but um, it was hard to see depth. You just saw double. So the uh, they still wanted to give it a color graphic, but um, you know when they tried to use a full color LED screen, they, the depth effect didn't work. Was this after it was already released, or in no, the no, testing? this is in in, in uh, R and D. So okay. they realized red used less battery, and it's easier to recognize. And, um, you know, it also pisses off bulls. <laughs> That's not true, Ryan. It's actually the motion. Their bulls are colorblind. Yeah, well, way to ruin my story. From three, two, one, contact. Three, two, one, contact. Uh, so, but the term seeing red comes from that. Yes. Right? Yes, uh, I think so. Yeah, we'll, we'll say it does. We talk about toys. No, we're not scientists we're or not, yeah, doctors. We're not uh, word yeah. people. Yeah, word people. <laughs> Speaking of word people, shout out to our boy Kevin Smith who had a heart attack. God damn, survived the Widowmaker. Yeah, yeah, 100% blockage. And um, fuck, man, that would have that would hit hard. Yeah, I was thinking about that. Uh, uh, I would I would not have been okay with that. I still think there's something like I love his podcasts and, you know, I haven't been the biggest fan of his movies lately, but I still think he's got something in him that I need to see. Uh, to me, it's all about someone just doing what they want and enjoying it in the process. Yeah, I love that he he's does just that. doing don't his get, thing. That's, don't get me wrong. That's what. And he's know, got that new history show you might like, the Hollywood history show mm -hmm. on History Channel. I think the first one was breaking down Abe Lincoln or Lincoln, the uh, uh, Spielberg movie. So anyway, off topic. Uh, I, I uh, so it, this was 96 at some point. My mom needed the house clean and I was like 13 years old at this point. So I wasn't just a kid. I was, you know, I did a pretty thorough job of cleaning the house. So she called and she's like, listen, I need the house clean for the weekend. I'll give you 20 bucks if you clean the house. 20 bucks cash. So I thoroughly made that house like spick and span, cleaned it up and down. And she knew I knew what to do. I cleaned toilets. I vacuumed. You know, I organized. I, you know, I got it all, you know, all, all you know, well, white glove test pass. Mm -hmm. So I got my 20 bucks and I had a little more cash saved up. You know, I was 13, 14. I was itching to spend this fucking money. We go to the South Mall, the mall I talked about before, and they had what used to be a K&K &K Toys, which was now a KB Toys. Uh, 
And right in the front there, they had a stack of Virtual Boys on sale for $25. <laughs> so I was like, shit, uh, I'm going to buy this. And I explained it to my dad. I'm like, dad, this thing was like $200, and now it's $25. It's a Nintendo. He's like, oh, yeah, well, uh, go ahead and uh, get it. No, no, it's funny. As kids, you're like, wow, this is $25 now, and only months ago it was hundreds of dollars. I This has to be a great deal. I need to get that. Right now, well, it's I okay. no. I knew about the why, Virtual Boy, and I wanted twenty five dollars. No squeezer, but there's a difference here. I knew about the Virtual Boy, and I wanted the Virtual Boy. Mm-hmm. And I yeah okay, okay I get dawns on you that okay this must be crap. But like all right, well I get it. Twenty bucks if it sucks, you know, whatever. I'm not you know I'm, if I if hey, I had a story out of it. Yeah, if I had one hundred seventy nine dollars from cleaning and I went into the store and I saw Virtual Boy, I probably wouldn't part with that money. But mm-hmm. at 25 bucks, you know, if it sucks, fuck it. At least you have a Virtual Boy. And you could say, hey, I got a Virtual Boy. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, about the Virtual Boy. And this thing was fucking god. I remember I was sick. I had like a cold. So it was like extra uncomfortable pushing against your sinuses as you're trying to uh, play this game. That's just as all. you're basically creating scoliosis for yourself, leaning into it. Right. That's all, which I'm kind of doing right now to our microphone. But that's all I kind of remember from the Virtual Boy being like really sick and trying to play Mario Tennis and like going to Toys R Us and buying a couple games on like, like clearance. But yeah, pretty much the Virtual Boy was like dead on arrival. And it's a cool story. And people like talk about it now. With, you you know, need the you need those, but you need you need the trial and error. I mean, okay, here it is. Uh, officially, it was discontinued. It, it was released in North America August sixteenth, nineteen ninety five. It was mm-hmm. discontinued March second, ninety six. Didn't even last a year. Wow. So they they were hoping like, all right, this Christmas season, this is going to be it, and then, uh didn't work. You're like, all right, well, maybe we'll have uh, MLK Day, and then that passes. No big sale. St. Patrick's Day, no big sale. Easter, and then that was Probably it. around when they got my money. So they sold 770,000 uh, 770, of these. That's a lot. It's almost a million units. Yeah, my, my friend had one, um, yeah. and uh, that was the only time I got I got to play it. And it was... I instantly like just felt uh, nauseated. I just I, it was not a pleasant experience playing it. And yeah. you're right, you like when you were done, then you'd step out, and I would still see like the red or the lack of red. Uh, yeah, and like it would just it wouldn't burn it in your in your eyes, but it it would linger, like staring into a light long enough. Well, yeah, yeah, it will burns your it, it depletes rods and cones and yeah. some some sort. It's like, uh, yeah, so there's science behind that. Again, we disclaimer we're not scientists. Yes, one day. So apparently, uh, <laughs> it was never meant. It was like a demo that was never meant to be released <laughs> in the way it was. But Nintendo was like, fuck it. We need to start focusing on Nintendo 64. Just put it out there. See if see if it sells. Was it almost like a move? Like, let's throw something out there, make Sega nervous, make probably, them try probably, to come up with something yeah. goofy. And, it got them and tons of hype did. and buzz. So I, I wouldn't know how, like, in the end, you'd rank it. Uh, hmm. But, um... But... I just remember, like, it was, like, 
they had a demo at Blockbuster and you were able to rent one for ten dollars and I like kept wanting to rent one, running the rent one, but it's like, oh, no, no, no. It's finally able to buy one for twenty, but <laughs> Oh, renting a virtual boy? Yeah. Yeah, it's kind of gross. Th- you think that the the freckle face kid at at uh at Blockbuster is wiping that out each time, or you're just sticking your face inside some... No, and like I told you, I was playing it sick, so imagine if someone else was playing it sick with their face uh, jammed into that some, thing. some double pink-eyed little dweeb just jamming his face in that thing, and then... Oh, oh goodness. Uh, just see him trying to jam it into the return slot late at night. It's not working. Yeah. That's disgusting. I'm glad, glad I didn't rent one. But uh, I guess, so its legacy is, uh, you know, a commercial failure. But the rumor is it did little to alter Nintendo's development approach and focus. Uh, they, they said that, yeah, we learned a lot from it. Uh, but its focus on the peripheral and haptic technology, like, helped push it towards, like, um, like the Wii the mm-hmm. Wii U and the 3D uh, stereoscopic, like for the 3DS, which was one of, is one of their most successful systems ever. Yeah, you learn from your failures, and and I mean, yeah, they had some peripherals that bombed, especially early on when they just started attaching shit to like the NES. Right. But it, but it, those it, were most those are mainly third party. Yeah. Oh uh, well, that fucking robot. Uh, yeah, yeah, that, that you love yeah. so dearly, <laughs> Rob the um, robot. But uh, yeah, like this. Being a piece of hardware, would you say it's their only their only bomb? No, I would say I don't. I wouldn't call them a bomb, but the GameCube, which I have, and the Wii U. I think I think the fact that the Switch has already sold more than the Wii U. It's official to say the Wii U is a bomb. Okay, but I think Wii U at least made its money back. Yeah, it's, I I don't think they really lost a whole lot with. Um, yeah. Virtual. Well, Virtual there was way. never. It doesn't seem like it was actually a, a, an attempt to like like you said. They it wasn't planned on going out. They're like ah, oh, fuck it. You know, so it wasn't really a loss. I think um, the fact that GameCube n- was. I think it was just poor, it was just poor timing. I love that system. Yeah, I still have one. I love it. The games. It's still one of the best controllers. I think. Oh yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, I think the Nintendo. Uh, Switch is is a clear example of how Nintendo, when they make a mistake, they learn from it. And the Wii U, they knew it was a misstep, but they had a kind of a right idea, mm-hmm. you know. And then they're like, "How do we perfect this idea?" And they did it with the Switch, and it's extremely popular. And I want one bad. I'm I'm gonna get one as soon as it does its first price drop. I'm in. Mm-hmm. Its first re-release. But yeah, uh, we just spent a billion hours talking about my first pick. I guess it's time to, you know, it would only be fair to move on to yours after 20 minutes on mine, right? Extra, extra, read all about it! One of Dick Tracy's junior detectives has witnessed the killer's itchy and flat top leaving the scene of a crime. Luckily, he's got on the Dick Tracy two-way wristwatch, the best way to keep in touch with headquarters. The transmit button activates the voice monitoring light, and the built-in working watch keeps super accurate time. Will Dick Tracy get there, or will Itchy and Flattop get away? Find out next time. Dick Tracy, Biggers Vehicles and Watch Eats Sold Separately from Playmates. I, ha- I have this watch in package still. Oh, really? 
I gave one to my so brother. That's, well, that's right. We talked about you have all the all the role play stuff. Yeah, my brother and I had these. We loved them. Uh, mm-hmm. It didn't really do anything. It was like a LCD watch, but it had a like a little light that looked like it looked just like the one from the movie too. And now you have the real thing. Yeah, it's awesome. And my first text when I three years ago, Squeezer, and you thought I wouldn't wear it past a week. I wanted you to come with an app that can measure the dust on it. Yes. So that's in May. That would have been three years ago. Wow, I'm impressed. We were in the studio when I got it. We were doing a show, and I put it on. And my first checks was "Come in, Dick Tracy" from you. <laughs> um, yeah, I love my Apple Watch, but uh, uh, except I think back in the '30s, Dick Tracy's watch didn't need to tell him how many steps he had to take. He's like, "Why the hell do I need to know that?" Well, <laughs> because in the future, everyone's going to be fat, and you need to know how much you're going to walk. Right, heart disease, uh, Dick. <laughs> Um, so we talked ad nauseum, Dick Tracy. It needs no introduction. It's one of the, I think it's a a modern work of art as far as the movie goes. The comic is, you know, legendary going back, you know, decades. Yeah. Yeah. Um, It's the Batman 89 of 1990. Yeah. Um, and the toys, I don't think get enough respect. Uh, the figures, no. Yeah. But I love them because they kind of take on the whole characteristic of the movie too. They're kind of over the top. Um, oh yeah. And they, they, they're kind of the same uh, scale as the Ninja Turtles. Ninja Turtles. Well, it's playmates. Right. And you, you see it in it, like the detail in it, the colors in it, it's a, a little more cartoony and the, they would blend in perfectly with any, uh, any sore play set, you know? Um, so they released 14 of these figures. They all came out in, uh, you know, in uh, 90 uh, to coincide with the movie. And they were uh, uh, coppers and gangsters. So just like the movie, the movie is really all about the criminals, all about the gangsters. Oh, yeah. They the were movie, the fun yeah, ones. Yeah. Um, so you only had two cops. You had Dick Tracy and Sam Catchem, uh, who was, you know, one of the Dick Tracy's supporting guys that, you know, bust him out of jail and don't have much more of a role. Um but Dick Tracy didn't come with his trench coat, which was kind of no, weird. No, he had the um, yellow hat though. Uh, but then you had then all your figures, all all your bad guys. Then so you got Big Boy, then you got the Brow, Steve the Tramp, the Blank, uh, Lips Manless, Flat Top Rodent, Prune Face, Shoulders, Influence Mumbles, and Itchy. So and they're all real unique individual characters. It's not like any one uh, kind of. Like repeats, uh, like it, it's there's no one like oh you could tell where they molded, they stole the mold here and stole the mold there, uh, like they do so many other figures or just head swap. Yeah, Playmates was good with that. The the there was so much detail in all the Ninja Turtles action figures. It was incredible. And and the detail here, especially with the faces, because I mean Dick Tracy, you you look at it and the makeup work done on on these on the gangsters was just awesome. And it really carries over into into the figures. You look at like Prune Face. You look at Steve the Tramp. Just all the little wrinkles and details and stuff in in their faces is awesome. Uh, but what's weird is like the the characters that they put out. A good chunk of them are dead <laughs> within the first like two minutes of the movie. Yeah, yeah, they kill off um, a lot of villains right right away. Yeah. So like Lips Manless, you know, he gets you know. Uh, Coded like boxed up and 
filled with cement and then dumped in the harbor. Uh, I'm trying to think. It was in, uh, shoulders, rodent, the brow. Uh, who else was some of the others? Like they're all just there playing poker uh, when uh, Flat Top comes in and just guns them all down. Hmm. You know, Steve the Tramp's in there for like a, a second. You know, with the kid until he gets like uh, run off, and then Mumbles is in custody the entire time. So yeah, you only have like like Big Boy, Flat Top, and Itchy are like your your three guys that would be considered. Dustin like, Hoffman was Mumbles, right? Uh yeah, yeah. Dustin Hoffman was Mumbles. Big Boy did it. Big boy did it. Uh, Al Pacino fucking owned Big Boy. He was so good as Big Boy. Yeah. And you you appreciate all these guys, like, taking on characters, a lot of them that you would never, like, you you could see Mumbles, and you wouldn't stop to think that's Dustin Hoffman. No. You know, they, they really went, you know, they really played their parts well, and it was almost like a... They, it was an ensemble cast. Like, no one was, like, a standout. Well, of course, Pacino. But he really went into the big boy character. Well, Madonna. Just killed, well, okay, Madonna. Speaking of Madonna, the blank. Was Madonna? Um, Spoilers. In, in the movie, yes. Um, Breathless Mahoney. So, th- the figures came out before the movie came out. Um they held back the blank character until after release and then put it out afterwards, a, li- a very limited release. So it's a very rare character. I've seen this thing online. It's as far as just a, a single action figure goes, it's one of the, like the harder to find ones. Anywhere from 600, I saw one at like 85 near mint for over $1,000 uh, for this blank figure. Because it's the blank face, but then you could take the mask off, and it's Breathless Mahoney. So they didn't want to spoil the ending of the movie by releasing this figure. Ah. Um, because it was 1990. It's not like everyone was online. On like Al Gore yeah. and the military were online at the time. Uh, so it's like, you know, no one else was sharing the secrets, what was going on in the movie. Uh, so they uh, did their best to cover it up. So that's why that figure... Uh, saw very limited release, and by then the figures weren't selling so well, and they were on those uh, KB racks. Hmm. Uh, and then you know they just got like, buried. Like six for ten. Yeah, yeah, that's how I got mine. And then uh, Steve the Tramp. There was a little uh, uh, the early uh, so- social justice warrior outrage. Um, so it just says on the box the Tramp. In right. fact, we have a the tramp, Steve the Tramp, hanging up on set. I picked one up. Right. Uh, at uh, Retrocon. Uh, what's funny is they were actually hard to find at one point on the shelves because they had them pulled because p- people thought it was, um, uh, I don't, I don't want to say impolite, mean spirited, if you will, that they would have this homeless guy and pose him as a bad guy. And that all these bums and tramps, all these homeless people are bums and tramps and that they're bad people. Hmm. So people were outraged by this. And, uh, yeah, so a lot of them got yanked off of shelves. Still, it's like the most common one to find because I picked mine up for like, what, three bucks or something like that. It's like they're everywhere, all in the packaging. Steve the Tramps across the board. Um but yeah, his description on it on his card in the back, it's ignorant bum with cauliflower ears, dirty and scarred from a life on the streets. You'll <laughs> smell him before you see him. 
Well, I uh-huh. mean, we know some people like that. Yeah, yeah. Um, but they're, they're not homeless. They have no, jobs. They have jobs. Um, but yeah, so people were outraged over that, and uh, he was pulled off many a shelves. Um, but still a really cool-looking figure. Here's the thing. not That doesn't mean all bums, all homeless people are bums and tramps. It just so happens this one is, and he uses children to do his bidding. So, yeah, he's an evil bastard. Fuck yeah. Yeah. And he's one of the, one of the just coolest-looking figures out there. He came with a knife and a board and a trash can lid. Well, that's pretty. That's a pretty cool weaponry. Yeah. You can't even get that with a G.I. Joe or a Masters of the Universe figure. Yeah, when you bought those like G.I. Joe weapon expansion packs, but, you didn't get a board. But did you check and see that sound those sound like recycled from Ninja Turtles tra- top of a trash can? Um, you know what? Yes, but I remember there being I, I had a couple like trash can lids. It just looked different. Okay. It just looked a little bit different. Uh so what about the uh, what about these? Since there was only one line, I guess they failed. But what about well, the role playing stuff? Well, the role playing stuff was was pretty popular and cool. And I, here's the thing: I wouldn't say these. All right, these everyone wanted to fucking be too, Dick There was Tracy. a lot of pressure. Um, but to me, the failure was in that it, it playmates having this. Um, and sure, they came out to coincide with the movie, and maybe they didn't think about going beyond this anymore. But it's strange for a company like Playmates to not go the Kenner route. Like Ninja Turtles, every season they released the same four turtles but did something a little bit different with them. Mm-hmm. Like they didn't do that with Dick, with these Dick Tracy figures. Like they had – these figures were fairly um, – they paid respect to the movie. They didn't go crazy with them. Like they came with like a crowbar and like a, ha- a pistol. Right, and never flat top came with his Tommy gun. It never got, um, it never got the the sequel that it Batman. needed. What's that? They didn't go. Batman. Yeah, they didn't. They didn't do the uh, Kenner route and just yeah, just rebrand. Yeah, I'm uh. surprised they didn't. They, you could have, you know, they could have kept pushing, but um, you know, when there's so much else out there, you know, and once the once the movie goes away, does that Dick Tracy fandom stick around, you know, for, uh, you know, multiple years on then to justify that. So I guess not. I tried. In my, in, in me, my, for me, it does. You could have kept pumping them out and, uh, until you started making like color changing dinosaurs. That's when I'll start tapping out. But, uh, <laughs> but yeah, I, I had, I had a good chunk of the fig- figures. They were fun, but you had all the role play stuff. Yeah, oh yeah, I wanted to be Dick Tracy. I had my church jacket on, I had my plastic yellow hat, I had my wristwatch on. I was dead set on uh, uh, catching... Uh, uh, what the fuck? Big boy. Big boy. Big, big boy did it. I was, a, I was a mumbler myself, so I, I, I understood it. I got it. Uh, I guess we're ready to, to move on. We're really... Uh, this is what we, uh, that's we why rambling. I like these late night shows. We, we go on. We give the people extra, extra goodness. It's like, uh, it's a double stuffed Oreo. Mm. <laughs> um, okay. Here's, uh, here's my, you know, I had, I had a mug root beer the other day. Oh, how was that? It was, it was awesome. I haven't had root beer in forever. 
and it was the it was like the greatest thing in the world. Yeah, I'm, I drank uh, the whole thing, and the entire time I'm like, "This is fucking delicious." I, I'm I love root beer. I'm always buying. Well, you it's know, I like diet so soda, but I'm always. I'm drinking. usually an A and W guy. You know, I prefer. Yeah. But uh, yeah, it was good. Like I can, I don't. You know, I'm not much of a soda drinker, and if I do, like I'm like, oh, Coke sounds good, and like I'll drink some like down to like the, just the neck. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, it doesn't taste like anything anymore. Mm-hmm. But something about that root beer, man. <laughs> something about that root beer. Just figure the show wasn't going long enough, so let's tangent. Yeah, root beer. I love root beer. All right, uh, moving on. My next weird pick. We are bad, we are boss, we've got guns and the squads, army ants, we go marching along. Army ants. Then it's high, high heat for the anti-criminal green. Shout out your orders loud and strong. Happy For wherever we go, you'll have a Army ants, we go marching along. Army ants. Solid squadrons of three and eight from half <laughs> Oh, army ants. So we talked on the Mattel show about muscle, M-U-S-C-L-E. Mm-hmm. These were Hasbro's answer to muscle. These were army ants. They were, like they said, they were sold in uh, squadrons of three and eight. So you either buy three or eight of these little packs and squadrons. Blister card packs um, and all the individual soldiers of the ants had various themes. Um, and they were, they were great, but they didn't really last long. There was an orange, am, uh, orange army and the blue army. There were two opposing uh, armies and the orange was led by General Patant, <laughs> and the blue army was led by General Mick Anther. Do, do you think that someone just came up with those two little like punny names, like, and then they decided we have to make an entire toy line around this? Probably. Uh, but yeah, these like uh, we t- I went on about Virtual Boy because there's not a whole lot to say about Army Ants. They were cute. <laughs> they were neat. They had a lot of neat little deals. I wanted them all. I couldn't get them all, obviously, but I had enough. And they really didn't last long. They released in 87, and that's it. They piddled out and had a few commercials. But uh, there was, in the Orange Army, there was General Patant's Special Strike Force, the Assault Team, the Sniper Team, the Bazooka <laughs> Team. You just keep saying General Patant. Patant. And the Aerial Assault Squad. For the Blue Army, there's General McAnter's Special Forces Team, the Mortar Team, the Artillery Team, the Flamethrower Squad, and the Bomber Squad. Nothing else. Uh, in Europe, uh, they were released under several different names. Uh, the Italian version's called Combatini. Uh, the French version was called Terminators. Termitators. 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 Uh, all the same damn figure. Um, the Combatini used the same 40, 40 molds as army ants, but with like some differences. Uh, but just design differences, the same molds. Uh, but uh, they were sold in like buckets or pyramids instead of blister packs over there. So that's kind of cool. But yeah, they're neat. You could still yeah, it. You could still find them. Uh, yeah, they're at their toy shows. The orange. It's kind of like something. Sorry, it's kind of like something I would like 
one or two like to add to it's one of those things that you just kind of have on your desk now with the other tchotchkes they fit yeah. in perfectly you know yeah they're hasbro uh they weren't as big as obviously gi joe and they wouldn't be as big as the wwf line but uh yeah, they were in 1987 the answer to mattel's muscle they i were, never had any i i had, i was a when it came to like those little guys i was a monster in my pocket uh kid oh monster in my pocket that's a good good yeah, line. But these are these are cool. I want one. <laughs> we'll we'll have to search for them at the next toy show we go to. I'm New York toy adding that to my collection. Up. But uh, oh, the boiler's going at Squeezer's house. Oh, sorry about that. It's uh, cold out. No, it is cold. You need to stay warm. You need your little squeezette to stay warm. That is. Yeah, I can stay. I believe me. If it were up to me, it'd be fifty-seven in here because I can put a sweatshirt on. Five pairs of pants. Our board, our buddy Rocco. Uh, if you want to check out his, uh, if you if you want to learn about, listen, I'm gonna preface this by preface this by saying I don't know anything about Bitcoin, so I don't know if he knows what he's talking about, but he says he's well researched, and I believe him on that. So check out Blockheads. Our buddy Rocco does a po- uh, a podcast about blockchain and Bitcoin and all cryptocurrencies. But our buddy Rocco says the key to staying warm without heat is five pairs of pants. No, if you're well, not wearing five pairs of pants. You're an idiot. So. That's the key. Uh, and with that, we should probably move on to your next pick. To combat the evil Skull Squadron, the Ring Raiders came into being. Hey! Ring Raiders, man your planes! The Ring Raiders adapted the Battle Blaster. Sounds of combat were everywhere. Ring Raiders, the Ring Raider. Ring Raider sets and blasters sold separately from Matchbox. Were these like Matchbox uh, answer to micro machines? Um, I don't know what they were. Um, My brother had these. Did he? Yeah. When the hell did he? So at one point in like the six hours that they were on the market, he was at the store and found them. Oh yeah, he loved this kind um, of crap. The um. We will talk longer uh, about Ring Raiders tonight than uh, they were on store shelves. So they, these were they, so they produced a two series of these. So it kind of goes against the rule of the whole uh, one hit wonder toy thing. Okay. But these series were basically all produced at the same time, were all released within six months of themselves, and then the whole thing was canceled. There was a so cartoon, I think right? That qualifies. Uh, there was a deep cartoon, right? It was a deep cartoon, five whole episodes. Ooh, boy. Um, and so, basically, it was um, jewelry for boys <laughs> with fighter jets on it. So, uh, you know, uh, Matchbox, they released, you know, a whole line of military stuff, too. And uh, so there was these fighter jets, and then they'd have a little, you know, how, like, Especially like the remember the Star Wars toys, they the planes particularly would come with a base, like a clear base that you could put your jets and stuff on, right. your fighters or ships or whatever. So rather than have that, and then on a base it would connect to a ring, and you could put these rings on your fingers, and then rather than hold the plane in your hand and go whoosh, um, or zoom zoom or whatever you know sound a plane makes, um, you can do multiple on your fingers and just fly your 
wrist around and have multiple jets. Um, if you wanted to spend the money, you can buy a thing that goes in your hand that you could click a couple buttons to make those sounds rather than, you know, worry about using imagination. Um, so, yeah, they, there was Skull Squadron and then there were the Ring Raiders. So, backstory, I don't want to spoil it for you. If you people are going to, you know, watch those, haven't watched the five episodes of Ring Raiders, uh, spoilers ahead in three, two, one. Okay, so the Skull Raiders are a bunch of, or Skull Squadron, a bunch of time-traveling fighter pilots that are traveling through time and gaining strength by collecting all these other evil fighter pilots so that they can then take over the world. And in the, the future of 1998, the world decides we need the Ring Raiders, so they create this other squadron that has an aircraft carrier that can also travel through time so that they can fight Skull Squadron. There you go. Huh. It's not exactly Game of Thrones, but it, I'm sure they could. HBO will pick it up in a couple of years, and they'll go deep with it, and there'll be nudity. Um, so, yeah, you had multiple jets. They came in, like, these packs of uh, packs of four or packs of um, uh, two, and then they also had uh, a couple bases. Um that they can launch have most of them were more more like the base were like display cases and stuff. Um, the air carrier justice, it's basically a purse for boys. So it's this little plain aircraft carrier that folds up into a carrier for your little boy rings. I'm not <laughs> saying boys can't wear jewelry, but just call it what it is. You're wearing jewelry, uh, Chris. Um, the, the best part is too, just like jewelry, you know, you can have so many gold rings just the same ring it's just paint a different color so a lot of these jets they're just the same mold just a couple different you know paint jobs so yeah there's only so many released and they would just you know paint them up a little bit differently and you know send them out in a slightly modified uh pack for uh for purchase they did not do uh all that well no. No, and there was tons of part sharing too uh, between all the uh, oh, I would all the figured. bases, yeah. like the the big pieces. I think like the so you had sky the sky base courage, sky base freedom, the skull squadron mobile base, and the air carrier justice. So you had all these play sets, but at least like fifty percent of that was the same parts from the other play set. So they kind of just mix and match. It was almost like they gave them a kit of Legos and said, here, build us four different play sets and put it out there. Hmm. Uh, you would think that these were the biggest, most popular thing in the world because something about these commercials stuck with me, and I felt like I always saw them. Even though these things only lasted for six months, I swore these things were around forever, and I was surprised uh, actually when I came across it. Like, when I was coming up with my shortlist for this, I was like, oh, okay, I was going to do like, oh, Tamagotchis. That lasted not too long. No, they still make the damn things. Yeah, I just like, bought one for Christmas for Enchantress. Oh, jeez, of course. But it was uh, a re-release. And I was going to do yo-yo balls. Remember yo-yo balls? Oh, yeah. They were the yo-yo yeah. that you didn't have to know how to yo-yo with. Yeah, yeah. So I'm like, all right, I'm going to do yo-yo balls. Yeah, but they they sold they sold yo-yo balls and like the the 
what's that? Uh... Shit. Impulse. Mm. The impulse section. Yeah. At Target up until like five, six years ago. No, not even. Because in my mind, like this was like a summer thing, like a once and done, and it didn't, like, that was it. So that's why I was going to go with it. So I like, I Google it. And like, just, no, all right, see what year this came out and what year, you know, that summer it died. And the first thing I see is the shopping link come up and it takes me right to Walmart and they still sell them. So you can still get those damn things. A yo-yo ball? Yeah, you can still go buy out, go out and buy yo-yo balls. Or you can just, you know, learn a skill that you can, that's useful in life and go learn how to use a yo-yo. It is useful. It is. You never know when you have to take out a you know group of Foot Clan when uh, you're not allowed to use your weapons the second time around. Right. Uh, so we're uh, we're rolling. Uh, we talked four <laughs> four things so far, <laughs> and I I know I brought up uh, my first pick was video game console, but the second pick is also a video game console. But I mean, yeah, I had to talk about it. <laughs> something very 90s about calling your audience fucking morons. <laughs> that was for the GameCom, or as some people know it as the Game.com. Remember this thing from Tiger? I do. I thought, I let me just clarify, I never had this, but I thought it was the coolest thing in the world and I needed to have one. So did I. I bought it I like for like pennies on the dollar at KB Toy Store. <laughs> So, hold on. Let me have an enjoyable sip of my beer quickly. Go ahead. Well, I prepared to woo you all with the story of Gamecom. This piece of shit <laughs> was like the size of a current Nintendo Switch. But while the Nintendo Switch is all screen, this thing had this tiny little black and white screen. That was It was before Steve Jobs and his team really mastered capacitive touchscreens. So it was like the old style uh, Palm Pilot touchscreen. So it had the dots and lines to it. And it had a stylus. And it wasn't a quality one, so it didn't work for shit. Uh, oh, what else was horrible about it? Um, it, it? It was supposed to connect to the internet, but you needed a second modem, like the size of two of the uh, game consoles. In 1997? Yeah. Jesus, that's a hefty piece of technology. And I'm sure it wasn't cheap. Well, uh, you might have been able to get it at... Uh, well, I mean, you know, initially, initially it couldn't have been cheap. But 
like think about it. Like cable modems weren't ubiquitous yet in 1997, so it was you know. I don't know what the hell they're going for. <laughs> so let me re- rattle off some of the games this motherfucker had. Uh, first of all, it came from Tiger. I have another Tiger toy on my list at the end here, but pretty much everything... They, I don't know how Tiger stayed in business because everything they put out was a piece of shit. All those little portable handheld games. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, but they... You had them, though. You did have them. Everyone... That's, that's the thing. Everyone had them. They're pieces of shit. I know. The Talk Boy, piece of shit. Oh, that was almost on my list, and they, but they made too many variations on it. Oh, did they? They made yeah. variations of this, but none of them sold, so I still called it a dud. Well, the Talk Boy was never supposed to be a thing either. It was a prop, and they're like, "Oh, we need to sell this to kids." Yeah. Now, if only they were to pull their heads out of their asses, make us a damn hoverboard. Yeah, make the fucking hoverboard, Jesus Christ. Uh. Remember that Tiger Barcodes LED game where you had to scan barcodes to generate like, like players and shit? Yeah. Yeah, it was such bullshit. Uh, so, what are you doing, Schmuffin? Schmuffin's in here. Hi, Schmuffin. Um, so, in uh, 1997, August, uh, two years after the Virtual Boy, the game.com was released in the US at a price of 69.95 which is rather cheap so it makes you wonder what kind of piece of shit this thing is uh lights out was the pack in game it was like um uh what you want you can come up Muffin? she's being needy uh it was like they they made like tiger made a version of lights out and this was like a touch screen and then had solitaire built in which is probably the only game i played for a while on the thing um it had the monochrome screen and uh they would release i never got it on the internet i never had the external dial-up modem uh or uh, signed up for the exclusive isp that for gamecom and it only lets you text. It only lets you check email or access uh, text only web. So, uh, this sounds like, like I would have more fun playing games on a graphing calculator, right? Which I did. And uh, to be fair, it actually it, here's the other problem. It looks like a graphing calculator. It does, but it's not as smart. So uh, there's a Batman and Robin game, Centipede, Duke Nukem 3D. Fighters, Mega Mix, Frogger, Henry, Indy 500, Jeopardy, Lights Out, Lost World, Jurassic Park, Monopoly, Mortal Kombat Trilogy, Quiz Whiz, um, Resident Evil 2, Scrabble, Sonic Jam, Tiger Casino, Wheel of Fortune, Wheel of Fortune 2, and Williams Arcade Classics. They canceled The Bug's Life, Castlevania, Command and Conquer, Furbyland, Legend of the Lost Creator, Metal Gear Solid, NBA Hangtime, Shadow Madness, and WCW Whiplash. Uh, this sold less than the Virtual Boy. They sold fewer than 300,000 units and ranked on third on GamePro's 2007 list of 10 worst-selling handheld consoles of all times. No one bought this fucking thing. Uh, obviously, uh, graphically, it had the potential to perform better than Game Boy, but not too far after this, Game Boy released the Game Boy Color, and Game Boy just had better fucking games. Um... Uh, the system was like it, it, it had potential. Like it wasn't a bad game. 
uh, game console. Um, I, I just don't know what killed it. The games kind of sucked. The touchscreen was uh, a little sensitive, but, it, you know, it worked. Like, mm-hmm. the, it was fun playing solitaire on it. Um, was there a stigma to it with it being a tiger game? It could have. Like, you just shit on it because, you know, you shit on tiger before. Like, was that stigma there? Like, when you look at, like, okay, I can have a Game Boy Color or I can go get this tiger game thing. Oh, you mean the one with the little football sprite guys that, you know. Right. No, this the game.com it wasn't just football sprite. It was a it was a full 8-bit gaming system. Yeah, but there's that association. Right, right. You think you it's going to be that. But they they showed footage and maybe it was cuz the commercials called you idiots and morons. Mm, true. And and maybe it was just bad. I don't know. They really smaller versions like Gamecom Pro and the Gamecom Pocket. Uh but honestly it just never really took off and you know, here we are today. It's you know, the GameCom Pocket was actually kind of teensy, and I'm surprised it didn't do better. But uh, just didn't. Just I mean, didn't it, do it. it's tough. I mean, you're going into a market where, I mean, Nintendo is boss, you know, and always was, and even in a, in a time of you know, everyone has a game machine that's a thousand times more powerful than this in their pocket. Nintendo still has a corner on the market to, for handheld systems. Right. So to try to delve into that, I mean, you're kind of yeah, just asking uh, for it. PlayStation, Sony couldn't even no. go head-to-head with Nintendo on the handheld market. Nintendo didn't invent it, but they conquered it, and they didn't. They never let it go. And they kind of realized that when they basically merged the two. Mm-hmm with uh the switch so i'll be interested to see i think it's all game support like yeah the the hardware is there but you you would you would still sometimes pick up uh, an old brick game boy and play some game boy games on there then you know some fancy 4k shit on your phone just because the games are that good yeah 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 well i mean i still think um link's awakening is one of the Mm -hmm. best Zelda games ever. Absolutely. All right. Well, uh, that was my last pick. Well, not last pick, but my next pick. And here's a good one from the Squeeze Meister. Bucky O'Hare, that green little fucking rabbit from outer space. I got to talk to you a little bit. We're an hour into this. Squeezer went to get a beer. And since that motherfucker went to get a beer in his clip, I'm not going to lie to you. I'm going to go out of here mirror my clip because it's 11.44 p.m. on a Monday night. And you, everyone could use a beer at this point in life. But when, once he sits down, we're going to get in deep into Bucky O'Hare. And uh, it seems like he's getting back in now. I hear him getting into position, jostling for his seat. Maybe he got one sip of that delicious beer, maybe two in before he got back. I can hear you. Okay, he's back. Uh, you want to tell us about Bucky O'Hare and why you picked it? Um, well, it's awesome. 
Well, yeah, of course. It's weird. But <laughs> um, Because this is one of those things that I feel uh, definitely should have definitely should have taken off more than it did. No, I mean, I don't know. Was it uh, was Bucky too much for kids? Uh, it just didn't land right. Um, yeah. I mean, I was a fan, but maybe that's because I was also a snarky, rabid asshole, you know, fighter pilot. Right. Um, but yeah, and the figures were just awesome, though. Um, again, uh, so Hasbro made these, even though to me they kind of resemble like a Playmates. Uh, they do, they do. Polished. And you I know think I mean? they were going for a Ninja Turtles. Yeah. Look. Uh, they definitely fit into that world. Know what else is really interesting? What they resemble? If you look at some of the um, uh, guns and stuff that they come with, and particularly uh, even a, a Bruiser the Berserker, uh, right. his uh, his rifle is uh, the Terminator Trolls gun. Because Hasbro uh, also made uh, Battle Trolls. Battle Trolls are out of control. Yeah, they are. Absolutely they are. Um, not one hit wonders, multiple lines of those things. Um, they, all, all the guns, um, a lot of the guns from the Bucky O'Hare line are the same, just not even repaints, just the same guns that came with battle trolls. Right. Um, but yeah, I don't know why, I mean, I, this toy line didn't take off because I would say Bucky O'Hare as a marketable, product to young children just didn't take off right uh so i i, I think that's from i don't know why i can't tell you why i think they it's, only had the one line yeah um so yeah you had you got bucky which funny enough was almost like a chase fi- he was harder to come across <laughs> one he was in demand um but too like they they didn't release as many buckies or even like dead eyes um but you i'm sure you could find plenty of like willie dewitts and believe me i'm sure there's some you know those uh toy stores that are in like the uh uh strip mall um like like the crossings and stuff like that yeah the like toy liquidators yeah. toy stores like the the bulk like wholesale stuff, whatever you can find mm-hmm. somewhere out there. There are still toad air marshals, a full rack of them. Probably. They produced so many of those damn things. Um, and no one, no one wanted them. Um, but yeah, they were just such cool looking figures. And again, almost like true to the, uh, cartoon or the comic. Um, they were like, there was a basic figure. You know, it was an articulated figure that looked like something that you played with. They didn't go beyond and have all the gadgets and gizmos and stuff that might have happened with a second or third line. Right. Uh, yeah, you, they only came out with ten figures. Then you also had two vehicles, one for uh, your good guys, one for your your uh, your toad army. Um, but... There are more, uh, uh, what the hell is it? Boss Fight Studios. Uh, they are taking on, and uh, there is a Kickstarter, and they are they are releasing some new, pretty awesome-looking uh, 
uh, Bucky figures. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, let me see if I can find it. Da -da -da -da. I'm sure you can find it yourselves. Yeah. Lou Wood, tell them what to look up one more time. Uh, Boss Fight Studios. Boss Fight Studios, kids. Look it up. Mm -hmm. Find your Bucky figures. Uh, did you have any of these, Squeeze? Uh, yeah. So I had... Uh, I had Deadeye. And, of course, I had a Toad Air Marshal. Uh, because... Why wouldn't you? They're all over the place. And of course, to go with the running theme of uh, action figures for boys, uh, guess who main starring character of uh, the Bucky series was never created? Who's that? You never got a Jenny. Jenny. They never made. They never made one. Now these guys, the um, these new ones that they're coming out with, they did make one. Okay. Um, so. If you're interested in owning a anthropomorphized sexualized rabbit, anthropomorphized. Um, yep, we did it. Oh, I wish cat. It's a cat, but she kind of looks. Um, yeah, check them out. They're pretty awesome looking. Cool. I wouldn't buy one for your kid and have him play with it like forty five bucks a pop, but. Yeah, yeah, that's. Um, uh... If you if you want your kid to go play with Bucky O'Hare, go go to your, any local store. And... Did they make an NES game? Wasn't there a game? Yeah, there was a ton of stuff out there for it. Uh, Color it forms, probably. Hmm? Color forms. Yeah. Oh, sure. Um, but yeah, it just it didn't it didn't take off. Like, uh, I guess when you set the bar, like I, you take something like this and the the visual of the figure and the do you compare it to like a Ninja Turtles or something like that? You know, a comic that you know became a a kids cartoon and then action figures. I mean, when you compare it to that bar, I mean, it's tough for anything to supersede that. Right. Well, I I, I would talk chalk Bucky O'Hare up to the Ninja Turtles craze, Swamp Thing, Toxic Crusader of, of the early 90s. Here is another line which I definitely chalk up to this craze. The name is Max. I'm a skater blader. One slice for me and it's... See you later. Chester is my name, and I like food. Like to squeeze bad guys with my wrestling moves. My name is Angus. Gus to my pals. I'll make anything into an arsenal. Cornelius is my name. Sam, rise my thing. Fight like a warrior. Sing like the king. They call me Cliff, and I like to climb. Put the drop on bad dudes anytime. We're the stone protectors. Our stones of power glow. <laughs> I don't know what that was at the end. But stone protectors, remember these? I do. They were troll dolls for boys. Yeah. They had little stones that would spark in the middle of their chests. Mm -hmm. And um, it was a British-American-French multimedia entertainment property. That The company that released them was called Ace Novelty Toy Company. So that it was almost like good. these were dollar store figures, but they were great, like, wrestling figures because they're all jacked and muscly. Mm -hmm. And they were trying to, like, uh, jump in on that uh, the troll. troll. So these weren't any, weren't any relation, any 
binding ties, any spinoff or anything of actual trolls. These were their own thing. No, they were their own thing, uh, and they were they were trying to like like jump on the teenage Ninja, Ninja Turtles. Uh, uh, wagon. Wagon. Yeah, Troma was involved. I know that. Um, but uh, the the cartoon tried to make them not trolls. They even like got rid of the one line. Uh, trolls on a roll and change from the commercial and changes to don't you know. <laughs> uh, so the action figures were produced by Ace Novelty Toy Company, and all the figures were about uh, five inches and jacked to the fucking nine. Um, they had the the troll hair and they had like the flint in their in their chest that would when you like uh, like scrap like do something they would like bright flash their their chest emblem their treasure mm-hmm. it, they were like jacked up treasure trolls essentially you know treasure trolls were popular in the 90s mm-hmm. see that's why back then i i got them confused i just assumed that these were part of that troll world i bought them because they were great like jobbers and like villains for my um wwf figures because mm-hmm. they were so jacked up there was an SNES video game released by Chemco uh, in 94, 1994. There was a Genesis version, never released, never finished. Huh. Um, there was a board game by Pressman Toys. And in 1993, there was a comic book from Harvey Comics. Uh, four issues total, zero through three. Um. They had their TV show and uh, action figures, but they kind of, they kind of, they had the series one and they put out a series two, but it was like sports heroes, villains. It was, they kind of looked like they played sports and they trying to like jump on the, bat, oh, the they, battle trolls. The one had rollerblades. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, and there was a couple of vehicles, but nothing, nothing crazy. Uh, these are real pieces of shit, and um, <laughs> I love them though. Uh, to be honest with you, I'm not gonna lie. Uh, so, I, did you, you didn't have any of these? No, no. I was like, I was a battle troll kid, so I didn't. Uh, yeah, I, I didn't. I didn't mix my my troll clans. No, you couldn't really. I was stone protectors all the way. Um, I only had like one or two of them. I had the guy with rollerblades, I think, because uh, I'm an idiot. And um, I had one of the evil leaders of the bad guys. They were uh, more like greenish, like a yeah, they're green and yellow. The two bad guys, and they had their hair was like parted down the side or the middle. I mean, oh wow, this guy came with uh, like a crossbow that shoots a wrench, two swords, and a guitar. Yeah, it might be Clifford you're talking about. Uh, he has rollerblades. I'm not sure if that's what he actually came with. There was a few guys with rollerblades. <laughs> okay, okay. Rollerblades are just hot, man. You fucking... <laughs> Everyone had them, including most if, of the stone if, protectors. If I'm gonna, if I'm gonna fight, uh, I'm gonna wear uh, rollerblades. I mean, yeah. if, if, you know, if I were a supervillain that were stuck in a suit that keeping me at sub-zero freezing temperatures and I'm a brilliant scientist... I'm going to create an army on space. Yeah, well, yeah. And make bad puns about the cold. You know. You need a vehicle for Jesse Ventura, so at that point. So why not? But moving on. 
Uh, we're on your next pick here. It is a time when those who control the magic control destiny. Spectral might battle evil, darkling lords. Visionaries, the magical light. Visionaries, with magical powers they fight. Visionaries. Dagger of false war! Quick! Warn the Spectral Knight! It's the darkling lord! Just two chariots to the rescue! Visionaries, the magical light. Visionaries from Hasbro. Visionaries and later the supernatural line. Yeah. Oh, it's um, cool. Well, yeah, I even have, uh, well, Supernaturals was made by Tonka. Right. Believe but it or not. That, that technology all came. Okay. So I know a little bit about yes. this from doing my research on the Power Glove. Okay. So the comp, the team, the marketing team that, that, um, licensed the technology, uh, of the Power Glove to Mattel was the mm-hmm. same team that developed the technology for Visionaries and uh, Supernaturals. No shit. Yeah, and that was like... But it's just It was holograms. Right. but that like Hologram but, stickers. Yeah, but that wasn't a thing back then. Like, I someone had to invent that. You take it for granted that someone just saw some shiny stickers somewhere and goes, hey, let's slap these on some G.I. Joes. Right, but they it, it the technology at the time wasn't easy to do, and then they did it, it's, and now it's now we take it for granted. It's so stupid, but mm-hmm. in the nineteen eighties, it was it was cutting edge. Well, fair enough. In eighty seven, that was um, part of the reason that they even uh, bombed was their production cost, because um, it, it even said that these were rather expensive. To produce, so I'm guessing you include if you include the R and D in there for the initial. Oh, they probably have to know, pay the license fees for. Sure. So that okay. So both both uh, Hasbro and Tonka are paying this separate company that developed this technology that, for all you know, could probably be saving lives somewhere. But we're sticking on GI Joes, and saying that they're from uh, the land of magical light. Right. So. Yeah, they came out with 12 figures, um, four vehicles. Of all the 12 figures, so you have all your guys there. Of course, again, let's stay with the theme, leaving out uh, Galadria and uh, Verolina, because if there's anything we've learned, girls are icky, uh, and boys do not want to play with girl toys. Um, I don't... I don't get it, because G.I. Joe was successful enough. Like they They put out Scarlet's and Lady J's. They... Baroness was a hot figure, but all these other lines were terrified to release a female figure. Right, right. Hey, I don't, I don't understand it either. It's, uh, yeah, it's bullshit. But it was the same. Uh, you know, uh, Hasbro put out GI Joes. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, so you you have you have your. Uh, Spectral knights, you know, and your your darkling lords, obviously. Um, and so, yeah, these were, uh, they all looked like, uh, if you look at your G.I. Joe collections, uh, Lightfoot, I think they all kind of look like him. And they have holograms on their chest. Uh, and some came with helmets. Right. And yeah. Yeah, that's the thing. There wasn't a whole lot to go on. Of course, you know, Sunbow made the cartoon. You got 13 episodes out of that. Basically, the uh, con- the uh, instruction manual 
to play with these things slash marketing campaign. Uh, I had one. I remember I had uh, oh, who the hell did I have? I had Leoric, who was kind of like their their leader sent to, you know, create a, a, a new city. Uh, it, it was uh, you'll see there's a theme here. I loved my mustachioed heroes from the 1980s because oh, well, he was yeah. rocking who, who a great mustache. Um, who doesn't love a good mustache? Mm-hmm. So, so oh, yeah, okay. they kind of they, uh, no, but they they fizzled out. Um, and yeah, it was between again a crammed marketplace, um, basically competing against GI Joe, right? Um, ironically. Uh, and then, but recently, uh, as for, there's uh, no new uh, visionaries figures on the way, from what I understand. But uh, IDW, there is a comic out there, Transformers versus Visionaries. If any of you are interested in continuing on uh, beyond their 13 episode arc, I wonder why Hasbro hasn't uh, optioned this to Michael Bay yet. Uh, I think. These guys were in the mix when they were talking about creating their their universe. I got a little news then when you're ready for it. I, the, the, that has to do with this. Okay, go ahead. So uh, I believe a mask was supposed to be in this universe. Yes. With G.I. Joe and whatnot, and it got mm-hmm. stalled. They, they were going to introduce uh, the characters in G.I. Uh, Joe, and they decided not to. Well, uh, last night... Uh, Enchantress and I went to see Game Night, mm-hmm. which was uh, directed by uh, what's his name, Francis something, Francis Daly, the kid from uh, Freaks and Geeks, the main geek boy, John Francis Daly. He wrote uh, Spider Man Homecoming with his directing partner and writing partner. Mm-hmm. Uh, they directed this game that was pretty good. Apparently, they now have the job for directing and writing Mask. Uh, the movie, so I'm excited uh, now. I love as that. As its own independent entity, or are they I still going to try to make this into a world? I don't know. I don't know. Uh, I think I think people are starting to realize, because of Warner Brothers fucking it up so horribly, that mm-hmm. maybe Marvel is the only people who can do a world, because fuck, man, I saw Black yeah. Panther. It is so fucking good. It's like, what they don't understand is... Um, and I, I think Marvel had to learn the lesson, and they had the advantage of being f- the first in it, so they were able to learn the lessons as they went. You can't have every superhero saving the world because then when you get to the Avengers, what the fuck's the point? Mm-hmm. So you you get Civil War is a very small story, a very small like they're you know they think they're they're trying to save the world, but they're not. They're really just fighting against a disgruntled guy who's trying to pit them against each other. Uh, Ant Man, he's you know he's just uh, corporate espionage. Mm-hmm. Black Panther is just a, they take the lens and they move it in really close to Wakanda. And it's a very small story. The, the world's, there's no trash in the sky, world ending, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, it's really good. Really good movie. Um, worth. I was going to go last night, but then my oven decided to kill itself. So Worth all the praise it's been getting. Uh, and, and Game Night's also really fucking good and funny. Really, I laughed the whole time. I loved it. Yeah. But yeah, you, you, you nailed it. I was just going to say, you said how Marvel proved how to do it right. Maybe the only ones. I think DC proved that it's so much easier to do it wrong. Uh, same thing with Universal with their uh, their monster 
more of it. Oh, they yeah. were gonna, yeah. you know, no, they, they scrapped that after. I mean, why cast water. Tom Cruise at this point? Like, uh, I think they were thinking like the Robert Downey Jr. But uh-huh. I mean, Tom Cruise is Tom Cruise in so many of these nameless action movies. You could you could play clips from all of them and think it's the same movie. Yes. Whereas if you would have put someone new in there, you know, like basically everyone was going, where is Brendan Fraser? Right, right. When people are actually asking, why is Tom Cruise in this mummy movie and not Brendan Fraser? There's yeah, then, a problem. Then there. you're doing something wrong. But uh, yeah, the, the, the cast of Black Panther was fantastic. And um, just like Guardians of the Galaxy took practically nobody's. The biggest yep. name in that movie was the voice of Rocket. You know, now, obviously, Chris Pratt's a star, but when Guardians came out, he was not the world star that he was. Ah, oh, Batista was a name. <laughs> it depends on your audience. Yeah, yeah, I know. I'm talking, like, superstars. Sure. So, like, Gal Gadot. He was, he was awesome in Blade Runner. <laughs> Go watch Blade Runner, folks. It's a work of art. I, yeah, the uh, 2049 you're talking, right? Yes. Yeah. Well, both of them. Yeah, we got both Absolutely. of them. All right. Well, we we've stalled enough. We have uh, we still got two fucking things to go through. My my last one here for you, Squeezer. Let's get a get a taste of this. <gasps> What's that? Pick me up. It's my Furby. Furby loves you, Lavender. Tickle me. Furby, the first Giga Pet oh, you pet. Go ahead. Pet me. Teach to say her name. Play games. Big bad boo. And love you back. Uh-oh. Achoo. <laughs> Your Furby sneezed. Achoo. And gave mine a cold. Furby loves you, Lavender. We love you. Furby, the Gigapet you really... <laughs> so, originally, remember Gigapets? Like, Tiger's failed attempt at Tamagotchi ripoffs? Yeah, yeah. So, before they... When they first started marketing this, they were like, the Gigapet, you could... Uh, whatever. What do you fuck it? But then they realize it had a life of its own. I worked at. I think at... I actually had a Gigapet other than a Tamagotchi. I think my sister had a Tamagotchi. I had a Gigapet. I did. It was uh, the Jurassic Park T Rex one. Oh, sweet. It's the one I had. Uh, it was a Lost World branded Tyrannosaurus Rex Gigapet. They made them. They made them for guys. That's why, like, they marketed one specifically for boys. Back in the world when we lived in a world where there had to be girls' toys and boys' toys. Mm-hmm. So the Furby, I worked at KB through the Furby fr- uh, craze. This thing was a waste of fucking money. It did nothing. It just annoyed you, and you got bored with it instantly. And they tried to rebrand it a couple times. They released newer ones, and they tried to, like, with new technology. But at the end of the day, this thing was just a, a fucking a flop, like a major flop. But people fucking wanted these so bad. I remember people calling up and... You know, like uh, we had a policy at KB where it was at our discretion if we wanted to hold something or not. So I held a f- two Furbies for this one dad, and he insisted I take like a ten dollar tip. Uh, we we just spent it all on candy, like that impulse candy at KB. <laughs> uh, but fuck, man, like they were so hot. Uh, mm-hmm. And yeah, uh, like I remember, like this was one of the first toys like I read about in a magazine before they came out, like. Oh, this was at like the CES, and it was going to be the biggest toy ever released in the entire world in 1998. And they sold a 
fucking lot of the, 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 the landfills are filled with these fucking littered with these bastards. Uh, <clears throat> Which is a shame because do you ever look at one like opened up? No. Oh, look at like a Furby, like look at like, I don't know, Google Furby insides or, you know, like the engineering, the gearing, the the mechanical work that goes into creating these things to make them work is amazing. Oh yeah, yeah, they are they are marvels. And uh, yeah, uh, Simpsons yeah, there's YouTube video of watching them operate without the skin on, and it's the scariest fucking thing. Well, Simpsons kind of parodied these in the one Christmas episode where Homer has the ranch dressing hose. Yep. Um. So there was the original creation in '98. And then there was the 2005 uh, revival, the Emototronic Furby. And then there was the 2012 revival um, that really, none of them really did well. Uh, They released uh, Furbaka, which is like a Chewbacca Furby, Mm -hmm. in June of 2015. And... um, Again, it really the Wookiee Furby really didn't do much. There was there was app, uh, uh, app tie-ins and whatnot. No, oh, everyone wanted a BB-8. Oh yeah, of course, one of those Rero BB-8s. So in uh, 1999, the NSA uh, banned Furbies from entering NSA property because these little <laughs> bastards would record and repeat classified information. <laughs> Um, yeah, I remember that being a thing. People were upset because you could teach it shit. Yeah. Right, but it didn't. Uh, the owner of Tiger said the Furby has absolutely no ability to do any recording whatsoever. Huh. Uh, it doesn't record. It, it would repeat like things that it already knew and heard you say. Hmm. Um, yeah, it, it's, it can only hear like certain things and it was just a trick like there was not that much technology in them like it it's wasn't like, f- like a siri like the flea circus oh i see the fleas mommy I see right the fleas. right right you want to believe they're there um but yeah so people believe that actually record it didn't it was just a piece of shit uh so you're saying the government overreacted about nothing yeah right. how about it there, there's a how bad it for you. Or or the fact that it, it's sad maybe that our national security information is the exact same information that a Furby already has. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, so I got some bad news for all of you who are hoping for a film adaptation of Furbies. Oh. Uh, the film rights are owned by the Weinstein Company, <laughs> purchased by Bob Weinstein in November 2016. There was a film written by two guys uh, that was supposed to contain both live action and computer animated characters. Um, well, that's not going to see the light of day now, is it? Yeah, I don't think so. It's, uh, I mean, that's probably not the best thing to come out of this Weinstein collapse, but, you know, it's we could chalk it up there with top ten. Uh, but, that yeah, that's, that's Furby's. We're going on um, a solid hour twenty-three. That was my last pick. Let's see how long you could you could stretch out this. Oh, night. I can go. All right, here Wanna we go. Want to go too? <laughs> Here's Squeezer's last pick and our last pick of the night. 
battle of the sectors continues. With lightning speed, Dargon blocks the giant destructor ball. Saving Royal Pinsor. Mantor and Raplor scale the hive. Sensing defeat, Spydrax deserts his troops and flees back to the Dark Domain to rebuild his evil forces and to continue the battle. Sectors by Coleco. Sectors by Coleco. Yeah, they were pretty hot at the time. Yeah. Uh, so this is one of those picks where... For a year and a half, I have, you know, a growing short list, just shit that pops in my head, and I wait for the time and place for an episode to fit something in. Sectars has been on that list since episode one. I've been waiting to get here. Okay. Um, I had all one of these, uh, like, what, seven figures or something that they put out? They're gross, but yeah. Yeah, well, that was a big thing. I, I realized even the good guys look like bad guys. Yeah, they were all fucking monsters. Yeah, uh, especially in two when your your vehicles are like your your bugs. Big furry bi- spider furry flying spider bastards. Oh, they're so yeah. weird to play with. Yeah. Um, but then they're both sectars, right? The evil and the heroes, like they're. Yeah. Uh, well, here's the thing. So everyone says. That, um, uh, what the hell is that? That Avatar ripped off Dance of the Wolves. It didn't rip off Dance of the Wolves. What happened was Dance of the Wolves and Sectars made a baby, and that baby was Avatar. A little bit of, um, Pocahontas put in there. Yeah. Because the whole, uh, doing the mind meld connecting with a particular, uh, insect. Right out of sectars, right. Like they they have their bond. Like it like it just can't literally. They're like they watch an episode of one of the five episodes of sectars and like, oh, we need to make a movie about blue people. Well, we only have five episodes to work with. What do we do? Let's watch Dance of the Wolves and see what we can get out of it. Um, I love James Cameron. Aliens is one of my favorite movies of all time, and T two. Uh, I actually love... Uh, believe it or not, I will watch Titanic because sometimes you just want to cry. Also, I love uh, Avatar. Don't get me wrong. I loved it too. It was a lot of fun. Yeah. Um, I'm not going to hate on it. it was I never went imp- back and rewatched it though. I saw it once in a the theater and that's it. Yeah, I feel like maybe that's maybe that's for the best though. Like if, it, if they release it in theaters again in the 3D and like IMAX, I, I'd go again just to check it out. Um, but something that grand, that ambitious, that beautiful, I can't do that. So who the fuck am I to shit on Yeah, it? right. Well, yeah. Uh, so sectars, did you have any of them? Yes. Yeah, so I had, we're going with our, our theme here. Um, multiple themes again. Well, they didn't, there's only so many figures that they released. So you can't say, oh, they released everyone, but the female figures again, uh, no female, uh, figures released for this. Uh, but I had Pinsor, who was like the uh, second-in-command uh, battle master to Dargon, who is the leader of the uh, of the Sectars. Okay. Um, again, a fine mustachioed fella. Uh, but <laughs> you love just, a, a handsome mustache. I man. love a handsome mustachioed man. 
Um, can you pull up a picture of this pin store? Okay. Uh, He's all blue. Stars. Has like a strange, uh, uh, like pharaoh. Uh, I should be using the term properly, but I'll call it a pharaoh. Oh hat. yeah, look at that! Holy yeah, this, shit! Yeah, this is someone that uh, I had big, in history. big orange mustache, huh? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that'll that'll tickle your fancy. This guy fucks. Yes, he does. Yes, he he. This so and especially like look at his build. Um, he's got those, uh, real muscular legs, but, and then, uh, you know that that's just armor, right? Oh. On him. So that's not what his abs it's an actually look like. Underneath that, he's got a nice big, uh, Ron Jeremy beer gut. I bet um, he's got so, yeah. something in the, down below too. Yeah. Pinsor. No, he's a little, it doesn't look like there's much room for anything down there. And then the battle um, beetle is his insect. Yes. Yes. That's who he, uh, avatar with. Does he fuck this thing? <laughs> I mean, you know what? In the future and in a radiated nuclear world or whatever the hell happened to him. Like, is that what you're trying to tell me? Take, take what you can get. Uh, I'm just saying. Uh, they're not the most attractive figures. No. But they're cool. I just, I love these things. They're just so cool didn't, looking. They were so different. Didn't you get a Sectars comic book at uh, RetroCon or no? Am I wrong? Uh, no, I got, uh, I picked up a Blade Runner comic and uh, some cops. Oh, cops. Uh, that's it. Cops. I might have a Sectars comic somewhere. I wanted to talk cops on the show, but they actually made a second line because um, they were a hit. They were pretty popular with their caps and all that shit. Right. I will find, I will find room to talk cops action figures. That fucking helicopter was the shit. You already did talk cops action figures. No, I didn't. Yeah, you did. I talked to, I talked to a cartoon show. Oh, my bad. I, I split hairs. <laughs> you do split hairs. Wait, just wait until, uh, when we do that equestrian show so I can get more Brave Star on here, which... To be fair, Brave Star could have been part of this episode, as it should be, but well, now it is. I'm squeezing in there. there Brave, Star. Brave Star. In. One, one line. Awesome. Let's talk about never, uh, Landstalker. Never release a chick. Uh, Landstalker. Uh, technically, they made a sequel to it, but it was kind of weird, uh, so it doesn't count. So, yeah, one-hit wonder also. Landstalker's awesome. Man, we really uh, we covered a gambit of pieces, of, like piles of shit this tonight, didn't we? Uh, yes and no. I I will defend uh, the Dick Tracy figures to the yeah, end. I think yeah, that's awesome. the only one thing if I would have to say it doesn't belong on this list. I I mean I put I put them there because I feel like that and Bucky O'Hare. I feel like those two things, they're on, they're truly are one hit wonders. Right. Like to me, like I I think they're they're awesome figures that that should have gotten more. Right. Whereas I just I understand why I just the rest out, of these. I pulled out five fucking. Pieces of shit duds. Yeah. yeah, you did. Virtual Boy, Army Ants, Game.com, Stone Protectors, Furby. You're rocking Dick Tracy, Ring Raiders, Bucky O'Hare, Visionaries, Sectars. I like your list. I, I would take, I would buy off your list. I would not try, <laughs> aside from Army Ants, maybe, and a stone, maybe one Stone Protector, I wouldn't yeah. go after anything on my list. Yeah. Well, if you want, you can go and get, now, I almost have to void my last pick here as Sectars, because if you want, Go online, and there is a Kickstarter that uh, that uh, succeeded, and you will, you can go out there and get yourself some uh, sectars fairly soon. Oh, they're, they're remaking them. 
Uh, yeah. Check it. Uh, just go to, just uh, search like Sectar's Kickstarter, and you'll come across uh, the new. This just happened like last week. In fact, I think it was the day we initially meant to record the show, is when it hit its uh, hit its goal. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Um, and they're pretty cool. Let me see. They're not making your guy. No, no, not yet. Not yet. You never know. But yeah, right now they're using the, um, it'll be like the, the big stars. Like, so like you have like Dargon and General Spydrax, uh, are your two. Um, but they're not making any, uh, insects. No. No, I, I don't think people want furry toys. The, the Furby alone proved that. Oh shit! Time around. I, I think the new ones actually look kind of cool. Oh, uh, all right. They're I a want little that, more. I want that bulky guy with the orange mustache. Maybe not as creepy. Well, this was a fun walk down memory lane of garbage, but you know, fuck it, it was fun. Uh, what, did we learn anything? Um, that, uh, it's this kind of stuff that kept KB's doors open for a little bit longer. Truth in that, my friend. Uh, this was fun. Um, do we know what we have for him next week? Did we pick something? I don't think so. We got a couple on the short list. We can work it out. Yeah. So we'll be back next week with an all new Radios podcast, but, uh, for One Hit Wonders or Dud Toys or whatever the fuck you want to call this episode. It was fun. I'm RK. I'm Squeezer. Have a good, uh, have a good one. <laughs>